it's a blustery, rainy day today, and I need to get out and hit the road as always. Uh, but I don't think I'll stay out too long uh, because I need to swap out vehicles today. I need to return my truck. Uh, well, return the rental and pick up my truck today. So I'm excited. But um, that's a really crazy way to start off the intro. So good morning. <laughs> good morning. All you great, great, wonderful, fantastic individuals out there in the universe. We're going to continue talking about Charleston. So welcome to part two of PCSD. The post-Charleston stress disorder breakdown, part two. So let's talk the house. The house is called the Boho Rosa House. And you can find it on www.boharosa.com if you want to go look at it. Um, Aesthetically, online and uh, from the website they have and also the Instagram that they have, pictures, videos, this place looks gorgeous. It's like a, a all pink house and they had like a little pink car from like the 50s parked outside and... I guess uh, when you say you come inside of the house, the decor would be what I would call like kind of boho chic. So have like old school 50s stuff vibe in certain areas and then some of that like gypsy-esque kind of decor in other areas. So for me, I was super stoked from seeing the house and I took the house like I mentioned in part one as inspiration for the menus so in my head I had menus that were based off of like (coughs) excuse me diner style food because I was thinking like 50 sock hop kind of stuff and then I have some lunches that were, (coughs) I just woke up, so I apologize. Um, I had some lunches that, uh, like one of the lunches was called Ladies Who Lunch, because in my head, I had just recently uh, watched Don't Worry Darling, and now that I think about it in hindsight, I think my experience with this house and my experience with that movie were quite similar. Aesthetically, on the outside, they both looked great and stellar. When you get in beneath the storyline for Don't Worry Darling, it was garbage. And there were so many things that were not said and that did not make sense. I feel the same way about this house. Uh, let's start with some of the easy stuff. The paint, to me, looked a bit washed out. So, yes, it was pink, but it wasn't as... It didn't pop as much as it appeared to. And um, it it didn't pop, and it wasn't bright, and it just really appeared to be very, very, very washed out. Uh, 
on top of that, um, a lot of the things in the house just did not work. So for me, from the standpoint of what I needed to do, uh, there were outlets that were on the island area that did not work. And um, the stove, you would turn it on. And as soon as you turn it on, it immediately smelled like gas. So it was a gas stove. But every day I felt like it was like Russian roulette. I felt like I was chancing everything. Because I'm like, I don't know uh, what's going to happen with this right here. But it feels dangerous. And what else? There was hardly enough. There was hardly pots and pans and things like that to work with. And that I kind of felt like was going to happen because in my journey of what I do out here in Austin, majority of the time I work out of vacation rentals and they don't have a lot of things, which is why it is a known fact when people see me show up to events that I pack my dishware that I need it, that I pack my glassware, that not glassware, that I pack flatware that I need, that I pack uh, plates and bowls and things like that that I need for service because I refuse to depend upon the Airbnbs because a lot of times they don't have things. And this fancy schmancy house was no different. They only had glass bakeware to cook in. And I don't know about you guys, but uh, the way that glass bakeware conducts heat sucks and so I kind of was just using it as a landing spot for many things and with the two to three skillets that I had I used those as baking pans so like yeah that sucked um what else the grill outside that I was going to use to smoke something because I saw the grill and the picture and so I was like oh that'll be perfect for when I'm trying to smoke this grill did work so there were just so many things that did not work and the kitchen was small it was small so pumping out um these three four course meals because what the ladies who lunch lunch that we had was a four course lunch and somehow I got around to make it work but it wasn't exactly the way that I wanted it to be um my studio 54 dinner didn't look the way that I wanted it to be my sunset boulevard dinner didn't look the way that I wanted it to look my what would Lizzo do vegan reset bento box I had to just turn that into a Buddha bowl because they destroyed my boxes um in my luggage and so like yeah forget that house um just again overflow of everything that happened with the travel day and um leading it into uh what this house looked like in general and what I could work with and what I couldn't work with was very 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 disappointing and so intermix that um I haven't gotten any rest because me losing that first day and equipment and things of that nature I'm when I started on Thursday to like go see the house and see where it was and go around and see where I could source and things like that I never stopped 
in between services, I was running around. I was shopping for every service in between service and then going back to the house and getting everything together and cooking everything and then going home and rinse and repeat. So I was exhausted. And I mean, it's no fault of anybody that was present, but being in a room every day where you're there for, um, being in a room every day where you're there for to service this retreat and people are there to relax and and like really like jump into themselves and and discuss things that they want to do to better themselves and their businesses and their ideas and stuff like that while you're freaking miserable sucked donkey balls it really did it sucked every day man because it's like every day that I'm and for the little time that I am there I have to like taper down and try to box in exactly how miserable I am and how depressive this whole situation is and how incredibly incredibly tired I am and so I would try to contain it as much as I could and then like step outside the door and then like just like collapse and pull myself back together go do what I gotta do come back and then at the end of the night same thing like I was uh not eating I was dehydrated I was running around everywhere I was just trying to do the best that I can and on the phone with my mom like every night at the end of the night like I don't know how I'm pulling this off this is so hard this is one of the hardest events I've ever done. This is very exhausting. And I can't wait to go home because I was just so incredibly unhappy once again due to the overflow of what happened at this travel day. And what's funny about this is after I posted part one of this yesterday, American Airlines sent me an email which that was pretty much along the lines of, we're sorry what happened to you, but because this was involving the FAA we can't give you a refund and also we apologize for how suck ass our staff was to everybody thanks for letting us know and oh by the way here's the process you need to go through to try to get your bags like at least refunded and literally I could not fill out the form because there was particular things that were asterisked on the form that I was not able to fill out. So I called and when I talked to the first lady in the baggage department, she says to me, well, I don't know how to tell you how to fill out this form because I don't have to fill it out. This is your department. If you don't know how to do your job, just say that. I don't understand why you're working in this job and you can't tell me anything of what I need to do to try to at least at the bare minimum get my money back for my luggage that y'all destroyed. However, though, as I went through the day and continued to filter through some of their stuff, they're known for their terrible ass customer service. They're known for destroying people's property and taking no responsibility for anything. So... I shouldn't have been surprised, but I was, you know, like I have flown planes and love flying planes my entire life. Like I got on the first airplane by myself when I was 11 and flew from Belgium to Louisiana. And I love the idea and the process of flying. And this and like the last time I flew, which I hadn't in a while, which was last summer, it was okay. And then this, though, 
just this was terrible like I never this puts you in a mood of never wanting to fly again there was no service they didn't give us any water or food on the plane like I said before they were rude to everybody at the airport they were rude on the phone even and I told that lady that yesterday I said you know I'm tired of trying to talk to people about the issues that happened with my flight and everything and being talked to like I'm an idiot when I'm a person who has fought for this country and y'all keep talking to me like I'm stupid and I am sick of it it's absolutely disrespectful and demoralizing and I am tired of it and the fact that I had to say that to somebody on a phone call is amazing to me <laughs> but um, to get past all the doom and gloom there were actually some good things that I got from Charleston and I feel like it would be best to end with that takeaways that I can say that I got from the house and I will say that these were mine these were my takeaways because this was a specific experience to me and I will not say that this would be everybody's experience but from the small time frame that I was there going in and out of stores walking around the city um getting in and out of ubers and things of that nature and the people at the hotel It was refreshing to just be a person and not be a black person first, because that is something that I often experience out here in Austin. I am a black chef, so they consider me to, they consider me to only be able to do like X, Y, and Z, because there's this preconceived notion that black people are monolithic in nature and that we all look sound move think feel the same which is absolutely not true because not one person thinks the exact same way as any other person whether they're part of a collective of people or not so those stereotypes and generalizations always piss me off and especially for me like coming from doing a lot of my growing up in the south and the in Europe and then coming to the south I had to prove that I was the kind of black person that they were used to and one of the things that I have experienced being out here in Austin is that is always pushed back to the forefront and it's very annoying and it's very frustrating especially as a business owner because you have to work through the red tape of being a black owned business before you're actually respected for just having your own business and doing your own thing like entrepreneurship as they call it and like because I always tell people that I don't consider myself to be an entrepreneur I'm a multi-hyphenate creative that just so happens to have a business and I try to be good at it because I try to be good at everything that I do and I put my all into it and one day I wish if especially if I continue to stay out here that I will get the respect for it that I put into it and that I give to everyone else around me so it was nice to be in a space where I could have conversations with people and just be a regular ass person and not have to preface that with oh I'm black so you know feel free to talk to me as such feel free to assume about me as such feel free to insert whatever you want to put into this mad lib of things and go with it
So that was refreshing. It takes a weight off your back and allows you to breathe in a space where you're already not accepted for anything that you do. And I I took that spirit of the city with me. Every time I went somewhere, when I was walking around, people said hello, people said good morning. And it made me like open up and have conversations with people because I just had this conversation um, recently with my boyfriend when he was here for New Year's and we're going everywhere and while we're in the stores and walking around and doing things he's you know wishing everybody happy new year and happy holidays and da 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 and I looked at him and I said you're better than me because I don't speak to these people because I live here and on a daily basis out here people are rude to me for no reason and so I stopped being the kind I'm gonna speak to you guys and I just maneuver and go about my way and keep to myself and <clears throat> out there people would were just very very nice and so in turn it you know it enabled me to be nice back and it was just it felt good and I attempted to or I have attempted to bring that kind of uh, viewpoint of the world back with me and um Something else happened too. The last service, which was a brunch, I came back to the room to pack up my stuff so I could head to the hotel. I mean, so I could head to the airport because I was flying out that afternoon. And I sat on the bed and I just cried. And I looked at myself in the mirror and I said, God damn it, Dimitri, you did this shit. You fucking did this. And this was hard. And when I think about a lot of things in the context of my life and how I felt like I was often forced to get through things that were difficult and I did it and I never really took into account for myself the things that I have done despite Letting all that stuff sink in. It's like, yo, the last two years of my life have been so tumultuous for things that I can't control. And I have just kept going. I have kept doing my best and consistently feeling like I'm failing when actually I've been doing the best that I can all the time and um, it just just made me really have a deeper appreciation for the strength and the power that I actually I actually have that I don't recognize often it made me really sit back and look at stuff and be like no man you really be out here running circles around people you really be out here killing shit And you have to stop letting these people make you feel like that what you do is not important and that what you offer is not valid and that your existence and that your strength and your power and your creativity and all of these things that you see that you put into everything that it's not necessary. You have to stop 
letting other people who don't see the world the way that you do and don't feel the passion the way that you do stop letting them get in your fucking way and that is what I will say I took from this Charleston trip was it very hard it was absolutely very hard physically mentally emotionally spiritually it was difficult and I tried my best to not let anyone feel it around me which um, I think I didn't really start talking about exactly how difficult everything was until the very end because it was just like it was I didn't want to ruin anybody else's good time and a lot of that has happened when my dad passed and I was working these events the whole time I showed up I chopped it up with people like I said before and I cried all the way home every single day in the efforts to not ruin somebody else's good time when I am the only one that has to go home and deal with all my emotions and everything that's going on in my personal and professional life and I left from Charleston feeling like not only was it time to let a lot of things go but it was time to also let a lot of people find their own way because at the end of it like no one was helping me figure out all my things I was having to figure this all out on my own and when I look at it now I'm I can genuinely say that all my efforts that I have put into everything over the last couple of years have been admirable but uh, steeped in resilience and power at best and I don't know, sometimes I guess it's the, the most minuscule moments and the things that happen around or to you that you wouldn't consider taking lessons from that teach you other things about yourself. So, that was a quick overview because I'm missing some stuff in there in between, but that's fine. That's a quick overview of my Charleston experience. I do want to go back. I do want to visit. So I do want to go back for a visit and not a work trip. And the next time I do an out-of-state work event, it's going to be far different than this. Um, Per the usual, take care of each other. Take care of yourselves. Um, I don't think we have any new diseases as of yet. Um... You know, people are getting, people are falling victim to random sporadic gun violence every day. All I can tell you is to like really step out into this world and show up for yourself and be honest with who you are with yourself and allow yourself to experience this world and this life the way that you would want to experience it. Like, don't let anything else get in your way. Don't let anybody tell you you need to be a certain type of person or that you need to do this, that, and the other. Like, be confident enough to just go into the world and be you. And where you land is where you land. Oh, man. Per the usual, um, take care of each other. Take care of yourselves. And um, 
I will see you guys on the other side. Till the next time. Bye.